0: Ready, it's recording. I am listening. You have not said anything. You said you wanted to talk about something particular. Mm hmm. What is that?
1: You're just gonna go right into it like that, like there's no like banter about anything going on. No, because I, I, you had something on your mind. But usually we talk back and forth about something and then we go into it but you just want to just straight out the gate. What are we doing? Are we bantering now? Yeah, that's but that's because I brought it up. So if
0: so I'm supposed to initiate the banter.
1: Yes, that's your job. To initiate banter. You initiate the banter. Ladies I- and
0: gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we want to thank you for once again listening into your next podcast with the Reverend Dr. James E. Narr Jr. and the Reverend Troy Garrett here coming to you, not live, but pre-recorded.
1: Was that better? I mean, you're probably a little loud, but I think that's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I anyway, wanted to... I
0: wanted to talk about... Do you think people are tired of me yet? I think they're tired of me. Maybe they're tired of me. No, I think they're tired of me. Why? I'm the one who's... Because
1: I'm very argumentative. Well, so am I. And so we're just two peas in a pot. Um, so they're tired of us both. Anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about Are we done is... with the banter? Yes, now we're done with the banter. Okay. Yes, now banter complete okay now topic of podcast episode
0: from banter to canter canter i don't know i just wanted to say
1: that are you are you going to look it up now what canter is no is isn't a canter the glass thing for libations is that a canter maybe now i have to look it up why cause now I want to know. Well, somebody somebody will let. But now we're look it up not later. bantering anymore. I'll
0: look it up later. Where are we returning to bantering. I'll I'll look it up later. Promises of God. What does God really promise?
1: Not necessarily from the context of what are we expecting?
0: What if I told you God does not extend as many pr- promises as people think? So
1: you have a book in your office called promises of god or something like that i was just perusing yes and then but i mean it's page after page after page of promises and then you say god doesn't have that many promises because maybe they can be summed up categorically
0: i mean maybe there's many promises in the scripture but you can categorize them such as um, I am your strength. what is that cat what is that what category does that belong in? That's the category. There's probably several oh. verses that God makes it clear that he is our strength. Okay, so okay, um, he'll never leave me. Another kind of broad category. Um, he hears this is an interesting one because I say it this way on purpose, he hears our prayers. Yeah. Uh, 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 That's very uh, ambiguous. I didn't say he answers our prayers. I said he hears. So what's the
1: point of hearing and not answering? Um,
0: You tell me. I have no idea. Do you hear things sometimes without responding?
1: Yes, but usually that's about something I don't care about. If I care about something, more than likely I'm going to respond to it. Really? Yes. Really? More than likely.
0: Well, he hears our prayers. In other words, he cares. We might. So not how get do you? Res-
1: uh, uh, how do you care? Now, that's a that's opposite of what I just said. Now I'm not. Of course, God is way different than me.
0: A little or a lot?
1: Well, we're created in his own image, so how much different are we? So now that you say that, for me to say, usually I will respond when I care about something.
0: Oh, now here's a good one. Does that mean... No, I like this. So I'm going to ask the question. So does that mean that sometimes we pray things to God and he really doesn't care what we have to say? And is it possible that what we pray... Um, might not even be on the agenda, worth his attention. Ooh, ooh! I'm
1: totally fine with that.
0: How I many think, other? I think how those, many other people are totally think, fine with that? I think like, those are like you're really praying something that God really doesn't care about right now. It's not even close to a priority for you or whatever else is going on. I think some people would get offended with that. I, I personally am okay with the idea. Why would they get offended? Because God is supposed to be there personally for me every time I tune into him for every single thing.
1: Where does that come from? I don't know. That's a good question. Because, I mean, well, I, I think, think over I think, time, I think I over think time- think it comes from the Bible. There are many times where Jesus says something to the extent of, Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do for you or give you. But we don't recognize. He says that. that a we, but a we don't of recognize
0: times. what it means to ask in His name. I think sometimes we ask in our own selfish intent, and it's not really lined up with in His name. In His name has a context or an application that means so, that what we are asking for is really the 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 mind of God in the first place.
1: So so if we are. If we are fallible. Here's something. Uh, uh, Real quick. Uh, Let me. My brain goes faster than my mouth. So when you said that. I went to trying to see how. We can hear God's voice. And then I went to Psalms 37. I don't know. Don't. Anyway, there's a there's a Psalms that said a Psalm a Psalms. There's a psalm that says, if you delight in the Lord, he'll give you the, the desires of your heart. Okay. There's two ways of looking at that. Okay. You can look at it as if that seems like God is going to be a genie. Or it's the other side of he's going to tell you what to desire. Like he's going to give you the right desires. I follow along that the latter explanation. So then... If I delight myself in the Lord and he will give me the desires of my heart, then I pray my desires and then they don't happen. What do you do with that? Well, you see,
0: I think that to delight ourselves in the Lord means that we are really tuned in to, to what he wants or prefers. And I think Someone told me a long time ago, a minister that I highly respected and looked up to, told me many years ago, "What people don't know, they make up." And and even though it was in the context of how um, gossip and rumoring can and murmuring can negatively affect a church, and I'm going to give a little more backlight to that, the idea that some people see something occur in a church and they don't know the reason the something occurred and it may have some very significant uh, confidential or discrete um, um, concerns and um, and so the details cannot be expressed publicly uh or even generally in casual conversation so people only have snippets of an end result and start making up all the reasons why uh, so-and-so is no longer around or why so-and-so got reprimanded or why so-and-so is no longer serving on a team and we and we tend to make up what we don't know and it's i think it's human tendency not just in churches everywhere what people don't know they make up i think that that's a very valid thing to be cautious of we often draw assumptions on on partial knowledge instead of Holding back and reserving, realizing I just don't know all the facts. I just don't and I just don't know all the facts. We see the same thing you and I have talked about it regarding news things. And I often will say, Well, yeah, from the snippet I saw, I see your point. However, there's a bigger picture there. We don't have all the facts. And I think so- sometimes with God, it's the same way. We we get a partial understanding or a partial truth or a partial direction and we don't have all the f- all we don't have th- the whole complexity of God so we make up and we fill in so where do you what go we don't that? know
1: where, where do you go with that sometimes you just so gotta, for me, sometimes so you got to sit back and, I was and say let this. God be God so I, w- I was going to say this because we are fallible it's not on me like I can't I can't be perfect God is perfect. He can do anything. So wouldn't you say the onus is on him to make sure we hear him correctly?
0: No, because I
1: don't think... Well, let
0: me back up. One, I think sometimes... Do you understand that question? I do, but I think sometimes we, we think we haven't heard God, and maybe God hasn't said anything, for starters. Maybe it wasn't a time for God to reveal himself at all at a moment. And so we make up the reasons why either we didn't understand God, misunderstood God, so so or was quick. led hold wrong quick. by God. Hold and in reality it was what our would, human flesh that what took us be, in a direction. What would
1: be for I'm sorry. For me, it would seem like the way to fix that issue would just be to say, Hey, I'm not worried about that right now. Change your change your prayer. Why can't he say that? Why is it silence? I don't know. It's a good question. Why is it silence? Maybe
0: he's tuned in somebody else at that moment. That's obviously just being snarky.
1: Um. So to me, I I, I feel like the onus is on him because he's perfect. He's all knowing. So then he's all powerful. So what you're saying is
0: you have an expectation for him to reveal to you whatever
1: you desire based on, in a moment, based on his word, based on the Bible. Based on what part of the Bible? What do you mean? What part of the Bible? You said the Bible. What give you the delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. Do I have to be perfect in in delighting in Him? Sometimes
0: I think that you don't even understand verses like that until you have you have.
1: So um, let's go there. Whose job is it? Whose job is it?
0: Sometimes you don't even understand those verses until. You have gone through a season or multiple seasons or a span of time that you look back and you realize, wow, God, you you really have all along been giving me everything that I really desire. And sometimes in the middle of the process, we don't see that he's delivering
1: to us because we don't see it in its fullness yet. Is there a way to... What do you think of that? Is there a way to quicken that process or do something is just come with time and you just got to suck it up buttercup. Good question. What's your answer to the question? Um
0: yes and no. What's the yes and what's the no? And maybe both. Sometimes we can quicken the time by maybe maybe being having our nose to the grindstone a little harder, get, uh, working a little harder and achieving not in the sense of 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 achieving favor with god but but not shortcutting the process and and i think well like school it, say you want to get ordained and there's an educational component involved well and let's say it's a four year program well some people can do a four year program in 3 years because they just do extra coursework and they have the capacity and the and the and the ability and so they 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 lessen the time in that sense of their goal. I think you that's applicable anywhere. You can lessen the time, but at the same time there's some things that God I don't think is going to let you come into the fullness of until it's right for him. That's the whole thing with Jesus oftentimes. Right for him. Yeah, like right. Right for God. Yeah, just like Jesus, uh, it's not time yet. It's not time for me to re- be revealed yet. It's not my time yet. It's... So it
1: seemed but it seems like Jesus was okay with it because he knew when his time was. Did he? He just said it's not my time. So that means he knew this ain't it.
0: Okay, so maybe sometimes we're in the middle of something that's not happening. Maybe, maybe we can take on the mind of Christ and say, hmm. Maybe
1: it's just not my time yet. What does that mean take on the mind of Christ? Well, it's, you we know, say know, what would we Jesus say a lot do? of things as be Christian like Jesus.
0: Saying. yeah, so so how about taking the recognition and just just applying and say, well, it's not unfolding right now. it just might not be my time right now. And just and that's no, the difference between no no humanity Jesus, and God.
1: No, I don't think when Jesus said it's not my time, I don't think he was looking at the circumstances. Man, this hasn't happened yet, so it no, might not be I my time. I understand
0: what you're saying. He but said
1: his mom wanted him to do something. He was like, "No, I'm not doing it because I, it's not I,
0: my time." I understand, but what I'm saying is sometimes we might be able to take a, a lesson from that and go, "Hmm, maybe it's not my time." We don't know like God knows, but no, sometimes no, we can no, apply no. that.
1: That doesn't make, if we're supposed to be like Jesus. Makes sense to me. No, no, I understand what you're saying, but I don't see the direct correlation because Jesus knew. It wasn't. And we don't know. Jesus says for us to be like him. Yeah. So how can we be like him if we're not him?
0: Uh, We'll never be like him entirely on earth. Won't happen because we're human. So sometimes we got to do some things by faith. Oh, that's that word again that you struggle with.
1: And I was going to say so, that I was so, going to say that earlier cuz you're talking about doing things that we know. So so no, so, no, by faith, no, no. so by faith, so by faith
0: I can go, hmm, maybe it's not my time yet because now I'm still believing that it'll it'll come to fruition. It's just by faith I'm able to say, hmm, okay, maybe it's not my time yet. So did
1: Jesus have faith?
0: That's a cool question. Hmm. I never heard of a question. That's a cool question. I would have to say because he was 100% human while he was 100% God, I would have to say that in the flesh he had to have had faith that God was not going to abandon the
1: plan. Cool. And so in this weird thing that we what would never... What do you never... think about that? So I'm, then, no, so no, no, then, no, So then no, Jesus had I'm to cool operate
0: an element of faith in yes, the flesh.
1: I'm cool with that. I just want to know how are we supposed to know when he was operating as a man, and then when he, when was he operating as God?
0: That's another good question. I mean, as a man, many times he had to leave the crowd to be left alone and go somewhere and meditate and pray and get some rest. And then we also know that in Gethsemane, he he had the hardest prayer of his life and said, basically, God, if there's another way, hey, can we go to plan B? So he operated in the flesh. The, that I think those are f- fleshly moments that that you see see this cataclysmic um, 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 collision of Jesus, God in the flesh, and Jesus the human being, and 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 I think that um, I think that those moments in Scripture would indicate that there were probably others. I I don't. You gotta remember. Th- the dude walked around for like 30 33 years maybe 35 years depending on how you want to do the math that people argue over and so w- the new testament the four gospels which are are the, the 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 depiction of jesus ministry they don't write down everything that happened for 33 years as a matter of fact he went silent from about age 12 till about 30 well after that before that you don't hear everything written down up until the age of 12 so so the reality is is there's clues in scripture. Scripture that show his humanity while he was being God. That would say, well, those attributes were probably there in other scenarios too. Obviously, we have through history what if we believe God is the author of this sacred document and has preserved and and what we call canonized Scripture. Then we have to go. Okay, there's enough evidence that that Jesus too um, was a man operating. Um, as a man, respecting that role, why, why is it saying in Luke 2.52, he continued to grow in wisdom, stature, and favor with both God and man. So, so yeah, he had to have operate with elements of faith, and he probably had moments in the flesh where he had to think twice about something, and, and would we call it doubt? Um, we say, well, Jesus couldn't have ever doubted. You know, he was God in the flesh. There's no way he could have doubted. Well, okay, maybe maybe he didn't doubt as we understand the term doubt. But he, why wouldn't he? It happened in Gethsemane. Why wouldn't he have had moments of going, okay, we take a deep breath here. Oh, wait a minute, that's right. I'm God. I can do that. So I don't know. There's humanity involved in his existence. That's the uh, that's that's the thing we we struggle with the most. He was still human. He i have to firmly believe that that he has every he had every single emotion i had growing up i believe even and i'm going to step on some toes toe stepping time if you're not ready remove your feet from the listening you're going, area you're, you're going too far Just say it okay so <laughs> um why did you remove your feet from the toe stepping area
1: no you just Listen. didn't have to very good. do that Okay, so
0: now I lost track of what I was going to say.
1: You're talking about Jesus going through what we're going through, emotions. Um, I thought you were about to go into a certain emotion that maybe Jesus had.
0: Yes, toe-stepping area. Ready? Okay,
1: that means when
0: he was a boy at 12 and started to um, grow up and be a teenager— Uh, He had raging hormones he had to control, too. Booyah! No, he was God in the flesh, so there's no way. Oh, you need to be careful. But he was still a human being. And what you mean is he noticed girls. I would say he had to have. Now, obviously, he was God in the flesh, so he knew how to operate in a way that he did not violate uh, the, the laws of God. He was sinless. He knew how to control the flesh from a supernatural spiritual position but he was he's how can i believe he understands when i had hormone issues if if he didn't I have to believe that God understood anger, he understood hate, he understood uh, affection, he understood physical touch. He had to have understanding. He was a human being. God didn't just shut off part of him being a human. No, God expected him to go through every single thing that a human being normally would go through, except the difference was, oh, Jesus, you're not going to violate the laws of God. You will be sinless on your way to the cross.
1: So, what promises do you think are common for our context of people that are. That are not promises? Not necessarily, yes, but also promises that are um, understood incorrectly, which then goes into ha- us having the wrong expectations. Because then I go into faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and then we like to probably put that on. Here's one. We probably put that on a lot of things. Well, I'm believing for that because that's that's what faith is, and it's where are we putting? Where are we applying certain verses wrong? I don't think it's certain verses.
0: I think it's certain wording. That people can misunderstand. Okay, well, what was that? What was the one you well, got? Go I'll probably can twist it with a bazillion. Let's show you how so it pick happens. One. Here, Here's Isaiah 41 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay, so God's going to strengthen me. God's going to strengthen me. God's going to strengthen me.
1: And when you're in the middle of weakness and you don't feel that strength, how do you apply that verse? Exactly. What do you mean exactly?
0: And so the question is: Well, how are you? How are you? Um, how are you using strengthen in the middle of something? How are you using that word? You know the poem like so many uh, footsteps in the sand, right?
1: I don't know the poem, but I know the gist of. Like I know the story behind it.
0: And it's, yeah, and it's been sold, and people made a lot of money on right. it. Right, it was the sand, of two people walking together side by side. It was Jesus and me. And then as I'm looking back, and I noticed there's a set. Of the, uh, there was a period of time where there was only one set of footsteps, and the guy says, and and I'm paraphrasing all this, kind of throwing it out there. And the guy says, um, Jesus, those were my darkest moments, um, and there's only one set of. Footprints, um, w- w- those are my darkest, worst moments. Where were you? And Jesus was, those were the times I was carrying you.
1: So how is that strengthening? strengthening.
0: Uh, his strength carried me through the weak time. time I- so, so, so let there's me a finish, diff- ready? So sometimes, I mean, I can think all kinds of directions on this. So sometimes when we are g- going through... A tough period, let's say physically, because this is the best example I can give, and and our health is deteriorating. Sometimes resting restores our strength. So, but and they, so and time time the out. times that we Christ might be carrying us. Maybe that time when we think we're not getting strengthened, we're getting beat up, maybe he is actually carrying us and we are actually somehow being strengthened in the moment and when we look back and we go, wow, I can't believe I came through that. Wow, man, I couldn't have done that without you. Wow,
1: God. So it seems like you can only know things looking back.
0: I think that that's, I think that, I I think that that is a good thing to understand how to look back and assess not look back and as a crutch so I, mean? Okay, so people preach about, you know, once you come to Christ, you know, you stop looking in the rear view mirror. Basically, they're saying, stop letting your past um, haunt you as you move forward, and I get all yes, that.
1: Your rearview mirror isn't as big as your windshield.
0: Exactly. You've heard of all nonsense. that. Exactly. And what I say is this, and I haven't heard anyone say it, so I will say I've coined the phrase, if somebody out there hears this and knows that the source is someplace else, go ahead and tell me, because I haven't heard it, but I have said this myself many times and if you use it again you don't have to quote me it's okay but I've always said this um your 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 past your past um does not have to dictate your future however your past will definitely influence it and so when you look back and you assess things you've done. You can look at the negatives and realize that is something I need to eliminate as I continue to be healthier and healthier in life, whatever perspectives, physical, spiritual, whatever. But you can also look back and assess and say, wow, those are the things that have empowered me and strengthened me and I can grow in. And so your past is important to your future, I think.
1: So if we can... Now,
0: there's a strange thought. So
1: if we can, for a majority of the time, only see God's promises fulfilled if we look back, how do you look back and see everything back there and still... Well, here's the other thing. I don't think
0: we actually see everything back there. I think... Our minds do not really, truly remember some things we need to remember. How often I can Real be quick. in a situation and somebody will will explain a scenario in a negative way. So and so, bump, 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 and this and this and this and this. Right. And uh, blah, blah, blah. And right. then after they get done just puking all that out, uh, then I'm able to say,
1: Yeah, but remember when they? So like, yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like we were getting somewhere. And then you threw another curveball. Another curveball. Go ahead. And then you just said, Well, when we look back, we may not see everything. So, how am Sometimes I supposed Sometimes we may not. So, then how am I supposed to trust what I had learned from my past and looking to God to say, we, Oh, we, God, you really did come through? What's
0: the saying, Corinthians? We look through a glass darkly. Our best, that is our best real, of sight is not going to be perfectly and that is, clear.
1: Right. And so that goes back to my question of if we are not perfect if we can't see straight that the onus has to be on him to 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 help us see straight or do we just simply have
0: to be able to actually realize that he is with us when we can't see straight it always comes back to faith what are the promises of god he will not leave you he will not forsake you he will. So to me, if he will if always I give you, love you. Out,
1: if I give you a promise that I'm going to do something for you, doesn't it seem pretty bad that I probably won't make it that noticeable and you just have to have faith that I'm believing the promise? Hey. That's not how. Con- that's I, I have to. I, real quick. I, I've real been quick. married 37 a years. Contrary, a I have contrary. to be
0: married. Listen, I've been married 37 years. Okay. There's a difference between a contract and covenant although there's a very close similarity there's still a difference between a contract and a okay. covenant. And so I've been married 37 years and there's times I just have to have faith that in our relationship cuz I might not. Well, for instance, now I completely trust my wife when she travels. Time out. Time out. There's Hold an on. element of Hold faith on. involved. Hold there. on.
1: I understand that. I understand where you're going. But you and your wife neither one of you are all-knowing, all-powerful and perfect. Okay. God is, okay? So, if he
0: How so, do if if So you you nailed it with the last word. Real quick. So, if you so Wait, you gave three attributes.
1: All-knowing, all-powerful and perfect.
0: Yeah. So, if he's perfect, that means when we don't understand and don't hear, if he's perfect, then he's still doing it right. Remember, he's perfect, so he didn't do it wrong. Even if we are like, but God, how come you're not telling me? Well, he's perfect, and right now you don't need to know the reason why. Because he's perfect.
1: So what's the point of giving a promise if it's up to me? I can rely
0: on that. I can rely on it. What do you mean? I have the faith to rely on his promise. I have the faith to rely on my wife's promise that when she travels without me that she's not engaging in things that violate our covenant between each other. I don't see her at times, or when I travel, she has the faith in me. I don't see her at times. I don't hear her voice at times. um, I don't know what she's doing at the moment, but I have the faith in our covenant decision that the promise she made to me on our wedding day is still intact and that she is there for me even if I don't see her or hear her. It was a promise. I stood on the promise. I have the faith that she's maintaining that promise. God makes promises to me. I have faith that at moments that I don't hear him, see him, recognizing him in a situation, he's still actually there because he promised that he was. So by faith... I stand on the promise that he has not left me, forsaken me, uh, he has not abandoned me, and uh, he's even given me strength when I don't recognize it. Why? Because he promised. So I have faith that he's actually coming through just like I have faith in my wife when she's traveling or I'm traveling. Which, as you're sitting there rolling your eyes going, man, you're right, because here's the thing. Isn't it interesting that throughout the New Testament, our relationship re- with Christ is 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 um is described as the relationship of a bride and groom. Right. So, th- so shouldn't we grasp hold of some of
1: those thoughts? If faith if we don't see what we're believing in, how do you know it's the right thing to believe in? So let's say God so let's say I'm praying about something, and the and it just happens to work out. Do I just oh that was God? No, that was just how things are. Like that's just how things are. So how do, how do I know I am correct when I am attributing something to God?
0: My wife flies to Texas. She's gone for three weeks, visiting family, um, and. And on, I'm just going to give an arbitrary date here. It's not an actual date, just to make my point. But it does apply to my scenario. So she's going to be back on September 1st. On September 1st, she shows up at the airport. Because she promised she would. And there she is at the airport. So I go through something, and at the end... I realized God was there. How did I recognize him? Cuz he promised that he'd be there and somehow through his spirit he helped me recognize he was there. It it it, it it's it, it's the look, same scenario. My wife doesn't show look, up tam- at the airport. Tam- 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 my wife doesn't show up at the airport. The difference the, my wife doesn't show up at the airport. I have faith that something has happened that I am not yet aware of but that she did not violate her promise. It's I have to have faith that something occurred so, there, so that caused her not to be at the airport that I am not aware of yet. God, sometimes he's not at the airport, and I have to have faith that no, something no, has occurred no, that I am no, not aware of yet no, as to why he's out. not at the airport. No, you out. don't like this because it actually kind of tickles the truth though, a little no, bit. no,
1: no. Well, yes, but the reason well, yeah, is uh, yeah, 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 yes. the reason is you see your wife at the airport. If you don't see her, that's when you have to apply faith. Okay, real quick, let me finish. We never see God, so that just means we always have to have faith. Okay, stop. We already
0: established the point that we get through something and look back and recognize that God was there. No, so this. is So we I'm... do see Him, but from a different perspective.
1: So if if your wife promised to be at the airport let's say she went she she traveled 5 times and all 5 times she did not show up at the airport when she when she said she would you're not going to change your thoughts about any of that depends on Or you're on the, just going to keep having faith
0: depends on the reason
1: she didn't show up so at some point you're not going to wonder uh, the common denominator is you. Like, what's going on?
0: Depends on the reason. If it's a v- true, validated reason, of course. But here's the thing. I think, I believe, I affirm that sometimes the mistake being made is we declare that God is going to be someplace or do something particular, and he really hasn't said that but but we somehow um in in our zeal make a declaration and God's going to do this and it's going to happen and this is how it's going to happen and I believe it's going to happen this way and maybe God never really said that at so, all so
1: so I'm not talking about the people that are extreme that are just saying. God I'm not said talking this, about a scream. I'm talking about everyday this. people. Probably right. you
0: go to church with and sit next so to what who have the same thoughts.
1: So what do you say to the person that is making decisions through prayer? I can't. So I have to so hold it. I, to, I have
0: to hold where I am in the matter. Remember, I can't convince anybody of anything. So what are you
1: going to say to the person that doesn't believe God's coming through on His promises? Who doesn't see the person at the airport over? and over, and over again.
0: One, if we got into the right conversation, the question is, what did he really say he was going to be there? Is there a chance you misunderstood something happening in your prayer life, or maybe got misdirected?
1: So very often when we talk about when people come to us as Christians, when people come to us, we say, well, have you prayed about it? What if that person has prayed about it, and they're to me that seems like a cop out. But to I, me, don't that say, seems like, I
0: don't say it that way. And I've heard it said exactly the way you said out, it. Time out,
1: time out. But that's what you mean. Like no, it seems like no, a no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no no no. I a mean. i bit of I've heard it say the way you said and that and I, and I think and wrong. What I will intentionally I if the conversation is of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a well, now, why did you understand it to be a certain way? I, I would ask probing questions if I was in that, if if that... It, and what's
1: the point of the probing questions? Because Just may, to prove that they were wrong and no, that God was right? No, because maybe a person has missed some...
0: Maybe a person has missed some things, which is why, again, I can't convince anybody. I can only stand on my own faith. My faith is that God isn't going so to, going to where, let me down or... where
1: I was trying to get to is everything is faith. Everything. You're right, everything. Everything comes down to faith
0: if it has to do with God. And I hate to...
1: So nothing is sure.
0: By faith, if a person grabs on to faith, then they have assurance in that faith. Nothing is sure with my wife. What if the plane goes down, heaven forbid? Now, I expect her to be there. I I don't know the details of what I can't see. Meaning,
1: meaning, what I mean by that is there will always be
0: doubt. Always. I don't think doubt. No, I don't think so. I
1: think the more faith you have, the less doubt you have. That doesn't make sense to me. Because you because you have faith in something that you can't see. Faith, There's always faith, a measure of, is it there? Faith beats, uh, f- excuse me, faith trumps doubt. What I mean by, sorry, what I mean is, I don't have faith that I'm sitting in this chair because the chair is here. There's no faith involved in it. Faith trumps doubt. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I am. But faith so, trumps doubt. So what I'm saying is there's always a measure of Is that there? Faith trumps doubt. What do you mean by that? Since you keep saying it. Because it's it's our
0: doubt that that takes our eyes off from God's promise and and he 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 doesn't promise some of the things we think he does is part of the problem. We we think he's the genie in the bottle and uh Like what? Um Oh, I believe that God, I've had people tell me and prophesy over me that I'm going to marry a rich man and I will know it because he will randomly knock on my door and he will declare his love for me and that God sent him and I will know he's the right person and he will be a person of... I know people actually believe these type of things. I do. And there's nothing I can ever do to change... Their thought on that. So what? But so, I think they're nuts. So if I just want to say it. I mean, it's terrible so because I think they're crazy. It's like okay, me, whatever. If you believe that, you believe that. And yet, I've seen people go through life, and those kind of prayers yeah, never get let's answered. Let's not
1: talk about crazy people. Let's talk about you. But these are everyday people so, that are so, not so crazy. Yeah, so I'm I'm not dealing with that. Okay. So you, what, here's what I say:
0: faith trumps doubt. I'm there's going nothing, to the faith trumps doubt. right? There's ready? nothing
1: to back what that person said up in the Bible.
0: And then the whole thing with, with the doubting Thomas that you read about in John 20. Mm-hmm. And and Thomas is like, uh, yeah, right. Uh, they're like, we've seen the Lord in verse 25. Uh, but when he said this to them, to, here's Thomas, ready? Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I ain't going to believe. And that was Thomas, one of the 12 so who saw out. the miracles. So let me
1: ask a question before you continue. How does God or Jesus answer that issue of doubt?
0: Well, first of all, He shows up, right?
1: He shows up. Okay, in but, the physical.
0: Okay, okay, wait, 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 Thomas wait. said. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting to the answer. That's not the answer. So, first of all, He shows up, and Thomas like drops his jaw, and 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 and, and it's like um. Okay, no, no, I, I don't need to. Okay, I see it. I believe. Okay, 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 I see it. And then Jesus says in, in 29 of that same chapter, same flow, mm-hmm. and he says, he says because you have seen me, you have believed. Right. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed.
1: So time out. And, so, real quick, and, and, and real so quick. so
0: the challenge here is...
1: That's not been, a challenge. Sure it no, is. No, no, that's not a challenge. That's a directive no that's because i knew i knew where you were going with that jesus came up like he showed up and then he looked at thomas hey you 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 had to see to believe but blessed are those who who don't have to see. so this is what i'm saying we we don't have that choice. Thomas had a choice of getting to believe by his eyesight or faith. Did he have a cho- no we wait, don't whoa, have whoa, that whoa, whoa, choice. Whoa, whoa.
0: Did he have a choice? Did he choose I'm going to believe by seeing or by faith? No, he lacked the faith to listen to his own fellow, I'm gonna call brothers at arms because they were disciples together. He lacked the faith to believe the words of the very people that he did life together with with Christ. He lacked the faith uh, to, to when they actually said, look, dude, Thomas, we did, we, we, look, it's like we're, we, 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 we rolled with this guy together. Why would we make this up? He he lacked faith. It wasn't that he made a choice. There was no choice. He just lacked faith. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Imagine when the woman at the garden.
0: Imagine when the woman at the garden sees Christ, recognizes him finally, and then runs off to get the disciples.
1: Time out. No. They had that they
0: believed her. They had some faith. And they came
1: running. Real quick. Mary Martha, whatever M girl it was that showed up. She didn't have faith. Until she saw Jesus. The two people at the two people on the road to Emmaus didn't have faith until they recognized it was him. But then all of a sudden we always pick on Thomas. No.
0: No. Okay, um, I understand what you're going there. Right. But but there were others who did.
1: Time out. This is what I'm saying. Have the faith to believe them. This is what I'm saying. Martha didn't go talking about everything just because she had faith. She saw Jesus. Okay, and but then the people who, then, who heard her had the faith let and believed her. Let me finish. So it starts. It starts with somebody who who didn't have to have the faith. They saw it and knew for sure. Oh no, that's Jesus. And then I go tell somebody, and then they have to believe. Yeah, and they had. To, and they did. And they did. And they did. That's
0: the point. They, the, the, we, What's the we. Point? The Cal- point is, on, is that Calm down. the point is, is that when they went and told people, the people they told believed, and they didn't see it, but they still believed. When Paul, for crying out loud, was sending his his gospel message uh, to the nations, these are people who never saw cool. Jesus. So I, they just
1: believed Paul when Paul said so. Right, so, bet. So, do we put Mary, Paul? And those type of people on too high of a pedestal because. Well, uh, too high meaning, of a pedestal? Meaning, meaning, meaning we put Paul on this pedestal because he has all of this stuff and we just believe Paul. But Jesus says, blessed are those who don't see and still believe. No, he's talking
0: about people like Paul who are going to tell you who I am. He's no. Not, tam- he's not, he's, tam- not, he's tam- not talking about you never know who God is or never know who Jesus is. No. He's talking about you. your story's been not, revealed. Not, now not, are you going to believe? You're not hearing
1: me. You're not hearing me. Paul was Paul did did Paul believe without seeing? Believe of course
0: not. We know the story. So he was Paul, blinded.
1: So Paul wouldn't be a part of the blessed are those who don't see and believe. Correct. So that's what I mean. Like I'm not trying to make it seem like it's a competition, but Are we holding Paul in too high of a a regard? Not at all. When Jesus says... Not at all. because
0: Because it was made very clear to him in Scripture, as we read, that he was being selected to perpetuate the gospel message to the nations.
1: So So why does Paul get to see and we don't?
0: It's a good question. What about all the other people who believed who didn't see in Paul's day?
1: I wonder if they have the same question of me. I'm sure I mean, some of them did have the same question. That, I'm th- sure th- that some of them did. So, what do you do with it?
0: Uh, you got to. It's up to each person to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. What can I do with it? I will never convince someone to believe something. It's something they internally have to have to either b- take on or not take on. I just know where I stand, and where I stand, God's not promising me things. He's promising me assurance he's promising me that he's going to carry me he's promising me that he's never going to leave me he's promising me that he will always love me he's promising me that through his son I'm going to be able to spend eternity with him um I'm, I, I as a human being it's easy for me to have moments when I when I even doubt well when I close my eyes what if that's really like it it and then my my internal as I'm thinking God uh, I believe it's God speaking to me and says no 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 remember, I promised you. I promised you. So so, so the reality is that I personally, and I think that's the most important thing about our faith. It's still each individual as to what they're going to believe or not believe. And I think that for my role, I have to do my best, and I don't do well, but I try. I have to do my best to help people take concepts in the Bible and say, here's God talking to you, here's God trying to help you, here's God trying to instruct you. But at the end of the day, I can't force them to receive any of it. So when they do receive it, it's a spiritual thing, which is why Jesus, when he said to When he said to Peter, who do you think I am? No, not what they say, what do they say, but no, Peter, who do you say I am? And when Peter said, well, you're the son of the living God, and Jesus said, blessed are you, because flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but it was through the Spirit. And I think ultimately it comes down to that thing. It's an internal awakening of your spirit, and then you choose to just expand that, Or shut it down. And I don't think a person who has a God encounter can ever completely shut it down, even though they try to bury it. I think they'll always have an element of always knowing, no, God did reveal himself to me. I just think once God reveals himself, it's not an erasable moment in time for, for a person. People may, may continue to, to act in a way that, that clouds covers up and, and, and hides that moment. But I think in their, in their deepest, darkest alone moments, that little, that little thing will be ticking. That little thing will be pumping. That little thing will be there. And and in the worst of worst, even if a person has a god revealing moment and they and then for whatever reason they get caught up in worldly matters, worldly things, I don't care if you're rich or poor, famous or, or unknown, and then they just start pushing all that aside and covering up and saying that, no, it's all hocus-pocus and it wasn't real and I don't know what I was thinking back then, blah, 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 And, and then the darkest moments in life come upon them and I believe that if God had revealed, themself, revealed himself to them, that, that little heartbeat will be there. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Boom, boom, and you'll know, yeah, boom, boom. And then again, a person chooses to open that channel back up, and people are going to be offended by that because that that the word channel talking about spirits has a certain connotation. And and I'm okay with the context right now. They either open that channel up or they close it again and go other places, and and. I just don't think you'll ever not have the revelation of God once you've had it. What you do with it is a different thing. But you can't undo that revelation, in my opinion. You're quietly sitting there nodding your head with your eyes kind of canted off and up in pondering something
1: Because I understand what you're talking about, because that that channel has influenced me to make decisions. But then it seems like those decisions don't work out. Like I think... Like you think they should. No, not like I think they should, about how I think... It goes. It goes back into that that how you question people like, did God say it? And not in a way of trying to prove them wrong. It's just, hey, did God? But for me, it's when I know what I I heard from God, and then life so, happened. No, 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 no. Not not life happened. It's. I so, so me quitting the shipyard and coming to work at church, I'm not making enough money. And before I asked, before I made this decision, I was praying through it all and I'm asking God, well, all right, what am I supposed to do about not having money? And he, what I hear is just trust me or, just rest. But he still wants me to do, do what he's asking me to do. And that's to go full time at church, even though full time doesn't pay me like a normal full time job would. And so if my, if he knows my question is, well, what about my needs over here? And he says, trust me or rest to me. He doesn't say, Hey, trust me that that need is going to be fulfilled. But I don't see how, if I do go that way, that, that that is like completely off. So now the first time um, a bill is due, I don't have the money for it. Did he promise me that he was going to, Yes, he does promise that. I'm like I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. But what are our needs
0: versus our wants? I would say sometimes we set ourselves up in a style of living that goes beyond our needs and we declare that God actually wants that for us.
1: So this is so there are people that survive. Like homeless people survive. So apparently they don't need a car. Homeless people survive, but we look down at homeless people as if they're lower than us because maybe they're not working hard enough. You have no idea what's going on in that person's life. So technically, all we need is probably food and oxygen.
0: Food, clothing, and shelter is what the scripture declares.
1: Food, clothing, and shelter. Mm Mm-hmm. So as long as I have, I know a homeless. So person, as long as, so as long I know as a I have,
0: homeless person who is ecstatic, over head over heels in glee, because I got him a tent. So
1: are the rest of us wrong? Because I got him a tent. So are the rest of us wrong? About not having more than a tent, like about being mad that we don't have more than a tent.
0: No, I think that we're capable of achieving things beyond a tent. But if if God takes you down a path of a tent, we got to figure out how to be content with a tent. I, I, I think we are capable of achieving and amassing and, and putting our hands to good work and being in the will of God and having a house and a car. But when it comes right down to it, um, there are certain things we, we just— I would love to have a brand new F150 Super Crew short bed with 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 nice running boards uh uh, uh, uh a nice grill guard on so the why don't front So long as you just work for it um because I believe in my heart that I am doing the work that God has for me, and that's not quite as important as what I'm doing. And it's that channel that we talked about, Open Between Me and God. Would I love to have a truck like that? Sure. So all you listeners out there, you can actually send Troy, each one of you, a $1,000 check, and then we'll have enough for me and Troy both to have a completely nice brand-new vehicle paid for, and then we'll be driving around in style, and I would love every bit of it. But... The reality is, I have a decent truck. It, it it's it's not a it's it's not a bunch of frills, but it's a nice truck. And the reality is, I I have I have more vehicle than I need. By having a truck, it's more than I need. So, if push come to shove, and I find myself in a situation, I'd have to evaluate things like my truck or things like my cable TV. Or I'd have to evaluate, well, do I really need the AC on that much? Or I'd have to evaluate, like, well, maybe I don't have to go out to eat. I'd have to reevaluate all that stuff. But I don't, the problem is I don't think people want to in this so culture this is, in America.
1: So I think there are a lot of people probably in the same situation that I was in. It wasn't that Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit said something specific. It was you had a specific question
0: and he gave you an answer. That wasn't a specific answer. So the question was specific, but the answer was ambiguous. And we don't like that. That's just, we don't like it, but it's true. A specific question, God, and he gives us a, 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 a maybe sometimes even a thinly veiled response. And we want it to be a whole lot more detailed and we want it to be a whole lot more specific. And sometimes it comes down to something as simple as, okay, just just trust me right now. But why? I don't know. Maybe you won't know until 20 years when you look back and go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. Well, you're a sneaky one, God. Why didn't you just tell me right up front? And God would be like, because you wouldn't have learned what you know now because you would have taking other steps or action. At the end of the day, the only real real 100% absolute promise I have is eternity with him because of his son, Jesus Christ.
1: I said that last week, and you had a big tizzy about it. Why? What do you mean, why? I don't know why you had a tizzy about it. That's what I said.
0: No, we were just... In that back and forth flow and, when I was and, giving you other perspectives. And,
1: and forgive me, I was in a mood last week.
0: In a mood?
1: I was My a goodness, mood. we lost like Kinda, thousands of listeners. I was in a mood last week. You know how many listeners we lost? I was in a mood last week. And so but I still came to that same conclusion that you just did and you were all in a tizzy about it. Yeah, because I was stoking your fire, wasn't I? So you believe the same thing. What?
0: Yeah, but not from the place of giving up hope. See, that was the difference. Last week, you were in a mood. Now, See, you know. Now, you see? Busted, aren't you? Because it was from a position of no, giving up hope.
1: But that's a real yeah. feeling that everybody is yeah, going through.
0: Yeah, so in that moment, why would I want to encourage you? Oh, here's the gun. Want me to pull the trigger for you?
1: Oh, would you, Jim? <laughs>
0: And you're right It's not When you're in a funk It's not the time For someone to say Well at the end of the day You're just going to be In heaven with Jesus So (laughs) here's a bottle of pills You know Just uh, take them real quick And don't go to sleep It'll be all right no, in a funk, my job is to help you see that there's still hope, there's still distance. Now, because we know personal things about each other, I do happen to know that personally so what do you-, you you have an expanded you have an expanded outlook on your future just based on a simple conversation maybe today. And 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 and, and it no. is yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'm yes. still in
1: a place of I don't know what the hell is going on.
0: But you have a you you have a certain skip to your step and a not because you. of that. Well, it, it just happens to all be part of the tumblers coming together.
1: No, I had a skip in my step, probably yesterday.
0: Okay. Either way, when you're at your highest point, is probably the time to remember. At the end of the day. It's all about being in eternity with God. When we're at our lowest point, it's probably the time to remember that there's more in this world for us that God has for us than we're recognizing. And to me, seems maybe, time James out, time C. out, time <laughs> out. bass backwards. don't maybe it?
1: Maybe that's something for another podcast, but that makes no sense. Well, that's because, um, that's because,
0: as I tell people, there's two things that I know absolutely positively for sure. One, there is a God. And two, it's not me. That's all. Because God is, what was those three things that you said and at the end was the word perfect? He's perfect. So my imperfection cannot always recognize his
1: perfection. And just right now where I would go with that is if he's perfect forgive me if this is too raw but sometimes i believe that it's up to him to show his perfection, perfection. and that's or his your, perfectness and, and
0: and that's our imperfection trying to trump his perfection because our imperfection says, you got to show me. And in this perfection, he's like, no, I don't. I already got a plan. Don't worry about it. Kind of like poor old Job. Dang, that poor man, what he went through. Woo. And he never learned on this side of heaven why he went through it. And it had nothing to do with him. And it was all about a dispute between the devil and God up in heaven. And Job just endured something, and when he got to heaven, oh, that's what you were doing, God. Hey, um, listen, um, that was a little brutal on me, but um, hey, thanks for using me to have that story embedded in your Bible for all the time. But God, man, that was kind of hard Could you done a little different. But, but I appreciate you using me, God. Thanks. My name is forever in history. <laughs> Obviously, being a little tongue-in-cheek here, but it's crazy. It's crazy. I heard that um, I heard that you actually like animals better than you are willing to admit.
1: Where did that come from?
0: Well, I just know that um, you've been you've been seen um, catering to uh, a toy poodle. You've been seen catering to a house cat. Um, for all I know, you even talked to the turtle that was in the house. Yeah. No, I did not talk to the turtle. Oh, but you do admit that you were
1: time out. Where did this idea come from that I don't like animals?
0: Well, you and your pet days growing up, and yeah, we hit her head one day and kicked them out the next, and it was no big deal. Like, yeah, pets, whatever, pets, whatever. And then I find I out. I mean, I so, do feel like that. Then I see you around animals. But want I don't want you're a like pet lover. I don't want a pet. You're like a pet lover. But
1: I don't want a pet. You come
0: in my house now, and, and the first thing you do yeah. is you go check out Queen Fiona. Not like, hi, how are because you? Because I the, don't have to
1: take care of her every yeah, day. Yeah, well, or you don't have do have when, when I'm the out the of town. Hassle. I don't have to deal with any you, of the hassle. When
0: I'm out of town, you do, and you look forward to it. I don't know if I look forward to it. Fine, I'll get someone else to take care of Queen Fiona. Okay. Yeah, like you're going to let that happen. You got keys to my house.
1: I mean, I do. You're but not
0: giving up the keys to the house. I know you better than that.
1: Anyway, anyway, just because I like animals doesn't mean... No, just because I don't want a pet doesn't mean I don't like animals. Okay, I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. So that's not like breaking news. Breaking news! It is. You actually like animals. I think I've you, always liked animals. You would do well with a pet. I watched you in action.
1: No, I don't want a pet. Okay, fine. You you live. There's too much. There's it's, too much that goes on with having a pet, and I don't want that a part of my life. Very good. Like I love dogs. Very I just good. don't want to deal with all the the hassle that comes with having a dog. Very good. So yeah, that's that. Is that it? I think so.
0: You know what we used to do when we were kids? We used to take cards, and we would um, take a clothespin, and we would clothespin them to the frame of our bike so that they were in the slats of the spokes, and you'd make... So it sounded like a motorcycle. Yeah. Did you do that growing up? You didn't People did. I didn't. Yeah. and then I didn't. And if you really wanted to be cool, you had them on both front wheel and back wheel on both sides of the frame.
1: So what we did growing up, because... Um, Chrome rims were a thing. We used to put aluminum foil in our spokes to make it look like we had. That's what we did to make our bikes look cool. Wow. That's what we did. Do you know we, I was, I was, I didn't steal the bike. Whoa. But there was a time I was with a crew of people and they stole a bike. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, I felt bad for the kid. Did you? But.
0: Did you feel bad enough to take it back? No. Okay, I guess you didn't feel real bad.
1: I mean, I felt. Yeah, yeah I mean, not bad enough.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so um, the police have been trying to get that information, and uh, asked me if I'd pull that out of you because there's a, still an open case on Man. that. So,
1: and every once in a while, I think about what that kid probably went through. See, when he, <laughs> when he, <laughs> and you think so it's funny, it was... <laughs> and you think yeah, it's, it's funny. funny. So it was like it was it was. A friend and I, or a friend and me, however that goes grammatically, it was just two of us. And I would say over the course of the day, it ended up being like 30 of us riding bikes through a neighborhood. Um, but I didn't have a bike. So for the first time, it was just me and him. I was sit like I was standing on his, on his pegs. And then throughout the day, we were going through a neighborhood we saw this kid with a cool looking bike and then as we were going later on we saw it just in the front yard of a house we went around the corner i'm still on the pegs and then my friend was like hey take my bike and then he goes and he goes runs back around the corner and then comes speeding off with that little kid's bike and did you ever drive that little kid's bike no i didn't
0: telling me the truth Yeah. So then he just kept it forever after that?
1: Yeah. And and was it like not your neighborhood? It wasn't my neighborhood, but he, like, if he, so this guy stole more than one bike. And he would just, like, paint it differently. So you didn't know it was his. You're terrible. So, but yeah, every once in a while I think about that kid and how it feels to go outside and not see your bike anymore. You're a sick man.
0: And you're laughing.
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure you did something. I mean, you broke the cat's tail. I'm not owning up to anything. You're the one that broke the cat's tail. I'm not like that I you. didn't cause harm I to don't anybody. Know anything
0: about what you're talking about? I was just
1: laughing at somebody else's pain.
0: Yeah, exactly. You rejoiced when someone suffered evil. No,
1: because I don't know. What if that was a horrible bike, and he was like finally glad. That oh, somebody really? took his bike. Oh, finally, my then, bike! Mom, can you buy me exactly. a new one? Exactly. So it could have been a blessing in disguise. You're a sick man. Remember, God works all things together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. What if that kid wasn't called was according to His purpose at that time? Aren't we all called according to His purpose?
0: At that moment, did that apply? Aren't we all? You're
1: a sickle. So I'm just saying, all we right. could have been. A, we could have been God using us to be, to work out a promise for that kid's life.
0: And he's probably a pastor somewhere now talking about how he had to learn forgiveness because someone (laughs) stole a bike from him. And that through that pain and suffering, he had to learn the concept of forgiveness.
1: That seems how God operates. All right. All right. We love you guys. Bye.